Hello, I'm Vada. And this is Roxy. And you're listening to VCR. Hello, Roxy. How are you? Hola. Having a good day today? Yeah, it's pretty good. Even with the freaky weather. Yeah, I was going to say, you surviving the storms. (laughs) I'm trying. Yeah, me too. I was able to make it to my apartment without having to swim to it. Yeah, that's nice. Houston was just bombarded with storms and a couple of tornadoes in the surrounding areas. So we've had a hell of a day all day. And I've yes, been we have. watching the bayou rise all day on my office. So oh, like, okay. Yeah. That, I didn't even tell cool. you. I had the greatest thing happen during this whole storm today. What happened? We were, uh, we were you know, we have our uh, power breakfast on Tuesday. So all of our agents are there. And we're leaving t- to go get gas because we put gas in the agent's cars some, um, sometimes. So we were going to get gas and I'm walking through the little walkway and this big old gust of wind comes and blows my skirt all the way up. I was like, ah! <laughs> I put it down as fast as I could, but anybody who was sitting near a window got a full like ass shot. <laughs> oh. So were we commando or not commando? Oh no, thank God I was wearing underwear. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, but they got a full view of these ham hocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing exciting like that happened to me because, you know, of course I don't, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I don't wear a skirt gonna, to the office. but you know. I thought that wind was going to take me away. Well... It could have apparently it blew over a train in, uh, in over there in the 249 area, oh, and wow. it's been it's been really really an interesting little storm down here. So I'm interested to see what kind of damage is going to be in the news tomorrow. Right. But speaking of damage, <laughs> let's talk about something that Roxy loves: damaged people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My tribe. <laughs> that's that's she, Roxy loves her some damaged people. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about these interesting damaged people. So with you know Netflix has been really huge in bringing in like this. Um, I don't want to say it's a reinterest because the interest was always there, right? But it, they've been more popular with the serial killer movies like Dahmer and the Night Stalker documentary and the Dahmer documentary. And then the one that started it all is when they took on, um, they did the Ted Bundy tapes and then they mm. did the Ted Bundy movie. And I was like, oh, wow. So, you know, you have all these serial killer shows popping up, right? And I was like, that is fascinating. So I know Roxy likes the topic of serial killers and other macabre things. Like, uh, Roxy, if you had, and I know this is going to sound disturbing, if you had a favorite serial killer, who is your favorite serial killer? Ooh, that's a toughie. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's not. No? Who? Uh, Warnos, Arlene Warnos. Who? That's my girl. Oh, Okay. The one My who girl. chopped up the man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. I can't say that I have a number one, but I would have to say I've always been um, kind of a fan of the typical, you know, a uh, fan of Bundy. 
and a fan of Dahmer. Because who else can put on those aviators and say, yo, this year, <laughs> this is the shit right here. And then kill people seriously. Because I wouldn't have taken that shit seriously. <laughs> like, you're going to kill me with that shit on? Fuck you. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not no. around you. I am from Texas, sir. Let me <laughs> let me tell you what. So today, that don't fly around these here parts. That dog don't hunt, sir. That dog don't hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you to the count of ten. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, a perfect segue. Thank you for setting me up there, Roxy. Is today we're gonna be looking at serial killers but not just regular serial killers texas serial killers so we're going to be looking at some of the most fascinating uh serial killers here in texas and let me tell you it doesn't get weirder than some of the serial killers here in texas (laughs) (laughs) like you i mean serial killers are serial killers right i mean they're pretty fucked up but some of the shit i was researching i was like god Dang it, Texas. <laughs> damn it, Bobby. I was like, damn it, boy. <laughs> that boy ain't right. <laughs> like it's it's some like really freaky shit that, that's happening down here. So I'm and the cool thing about this list is this list goes way back. I mean way, way back. In fact, I'm just gonna jump into it. Roxy, are you ready for me to share screen with you? Let's do it let's do what we do and share screen with you it's my favorite thing i don't even know why i like saying that i just tell that to roxy all the fucking time (laughs) let me do what i do and share screen with you because i'm just weird like that and of course let me um, do this because (laughs) i'm i'm tired of not seeing roxy i love seeing roxy so i now i can see you and I can see it when she ignores me because she loves to do it. That's her favorite pastime. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and ignore his ass. Her best hobby. <laughs> All righty. So it's her best hobby and her best skill. If that, mm-hmm. if ignoring me was a thing you could put on the resume, she would. Fuck. I could get paid to ignore oh, you. I would be making yes. the books. You would. You really <laughs> would. So here we go. This comes from InfoPlease. Um, InfoPlease.com. It is 10 most infamous serial killers in Texas. This was published, or no, I'm sorry, this was updated in October, on October 20th, 2022. If I could have butchered saying that any more. <laughs> this one, our first one was kind of an interesting one. I've heard of this, but under its other name. So number one on their list is called the Servant Girl Annihilator. Uh, It is a long-ass name. It is also known as the Austin Axe Murderer. So this took place in Austin, but here you go. It it took place in the years of 1884 through 1885. It only lasted a year. Um, This, there's eight confirmed victims. This, of course, was way before anyone knew what the fuck a serial killer was or could even say, oh, this is this is psychopathic. You know, this is just, you know, way, way at the beginning here. Uh, The Seven Girl Annihilator, otherwise known as the Austin Axe Murderer, 
is one of America's first documented serial killers. There you go, Texas. Number one. <laughs> first documented serial killer. This individual terrorized the city of Austin in the late 19th century, killing eight, five of which were domestic servants. His victims were brutally slain in their sleep, sexually assaulted, and then uh, posed with sharp objects protruding from their ears. Wow. Okay, I did oh, not know yeah. about the ear thing. So oh. uh, while this, while his identity remains unknown to this day, so in other words, they didn't fucking catch wow. him, many true crime enthusiasts theorize that he is actually Jack the Ripper. Okay, that's a stretch. Go fuck off. No. Right. Yeah, that is not Jack the Ripper because Jack the Ripper was an England and then not just that. <laughs> uh, that's not Jack the Ripper's M.O. to fucking put objects in their ears. So go fuck yourself. That is bullshit theory. I'm not even a fucking, you know, crime investigator. I'm telling you to go shove that up your ass. <laughs> your thoughts, Roxy. Tell me how you feel. Yeah, they can I shove it up their ass. Yeah. Get pay, go peg yourself. <laughs> yeah, you go no, on, no, you go down yonder and peg yourself. You go down peg yourself <laughs> now. You hear <laughs> <laughs> number two, the eyeball killer. This one's a new one for me. Have you ever heard of the eyeball killer? No, I've never heard of an eyeball killer. Uh, I don't know if he just kills eyeballs or you know, <laughs> so this individual, um. There are three vic confirmed victims. He was active between 1990 and 1991. They don't have very long careers now, do they? Mm -mm. Uh, from a young age, Charles Albright showed homicidal tendencies, killing and stuffing animals for sport. His mother, well, I mean, that could be a hunter. Don't, that's not, you know, I hunt, I used to hunt. I don't do it anymore. But I used to hunt in my younger years. That doesn't make you a fucking psychopath. I mean, killing cats does. Yes, but so it seems like a taxidermy thing. So it, as you can tell, kind of like the whole Dahmer thing. Yeah. So killing and stuffing small animals for sport. His mother chalked it up to a passion for taxidermy. Duh. But this spiraled into a life of petty crime and murder. All three of his victims were sex workers in the Dallas County region. They were found shot with their eyes removed. Albright served uh, served a life sentence in prison and died in 2020. So he's dead. Hmm. Now this oh, one. Recently. Yeah, this one. <laughs> I have a bit of connection to this one. Roxy, I've already told you I have a connection to the Candyman murders. No. Mm -hmm. Well, other than the fact that this is our, like, so I, let's see, last year did a show on this particular thing. The Candyman murders are also known by another name, which is the Houston Mass Murders, okay? Uh, Dean Coral is the serial killer involved with this. <clears throat> the reason I know a lot more about this than I care to is my father who was a uh, journalist. He retired as an editor, but he was a journalist uh, for his career. He covered the Candyman murders back in the day. 
Mm-hmm. So he back then in the seventies, he was the reporter on the beat for this, uh, for the cut for the Candyman murders. Wow. So, yeah, back in the day when there used to be the Houston Post, not just this one, <laughs> one uh, paper town that we have now. Right. So the Candyman murders. Now let me explain a couple of things. Uh, everyone and their dog has a Candyman murderer, okay? The reason this guy is known as the Candyman murderer is because of, basically, his family owned a candy shop in the Heights, in the Houston Heights area, Mm -hmm. and it was called Coral's Candies. And back then, before he started murdering everyone, he used to lure in little boys with candy uh, because the candy shop was across from an elementary school. I know this because I actually went out to find it for an article I was writing. Could not find where the uh, candy shop used to be, but I found the <laughs> elementary school that was right across from it. And so he would lure in young boys, you know, mostly middle schoolers and stuff like that, into the candy shop and molest them and do other things to them uh with obviously candy so that's why he is known as the candy man is that what like the movies are based off of not all of them i mean if you think about it like the candy man uh one in the 90s and the one that they remade lately that actually if you think about that storyline had nothing to do with candy so well the man would lure the kids in by giving them candy. Oh, wait. I'm talking about the movies. No, I am too. Which one are you talking about? The new one. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen the new one. I know, I so I went, the- oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> yeah, the original didn't have that. The original, he didn't lure them in. There was always the thing with the bees. But so like- are you going to... Okay, I'm going to ruin this for you. I'm totally going to ruin it for you. So in the new one, they kind of give Candyman a backstory and Mm. it goes that he would, he used to be like a neighborhood guy and he would always give the kids candy. Mm -hmm. And um, I forgot what it was. Oh, somebody wrongly accused him of something. And like, some like somehow he got like the neighborhood killed him or something like that. I forgot now, but yeah, basically it was kind of like, it sounded just like the story. Like he would give the kids candy and not, not really lure them, but he would give the kids candy in the neighborhood all the time. So all the kids loved him. And that's what it was. A kid came up dead or something. And they just accused him because mm-hmm. he was always with the kids. And then like years later, they figured out that it wasn't him and they just killed this man for nothing. <laughs> No, not the same thing. This guy actually but did the it. The story does sound similar. So no. So the ones that he actually <laughs> lured in with candy and molested, he never uh, did anything. You know, he never murdered those kids. It wasn't until after he went into the army and came back and all this other stuff. Mm. Um, he discovered that he was gay, and then that wasn't the issue. The issue is what he did to pursue that back then. And that was he used to lure in um boys with promise, you know, high school boys with the promises of drugs and uh, a good time and a party. Uh, he was an electrician. He worked for the uh, back then what was known as Houston uh, Houston Lighting and Power, HLMP. And he created this torture board. It was basically a board with a handcuff on it. Mm 
and he would cuff the boys to it. And because he was an electrician, he had built this elaborate machine and he would just run electricity through them. He would uh, rape them, do all kinds of fucked up shit to them and, you know, um, strangle them or shoot them when he was done. He did not work alone. He worked with um, David Brooks and Elmer Wayne Hensley. These guys were two young guys who Coral had a relationship, I want to say, with with, uh, Elmer. Because he got to Elmer at a very young age and Elmer kind of, you know, took to him type of thing. Mm. And so what they would do is Coral would pay them to bring him victims. Like they would go to school and they'd be like, you know, hey, you know, I, I know a guy who hook you up, you know, get you high, you know, we'll party. And then they'd take him over to his house and. You know, that's when all the shit would happen. Um, but he would pay them a few hundred per kid. I think he bought one of them a Corvette. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah. He was interesting. The only reason they caught him is because Henley killed him. What ends up happening is... Uh, Long story short, there was about 28 different victims. There's probably way more than that. Um, Coral was active between the years of 1970 and 1973. Coral drugged them. They passed out. Coral was raping the boy on the board and was threatening to kill Elmer if he did not rape the girl. And uh, while attempting to rape her, apparently the girl woke up and had said, you know, something like either why aren't you helping me or why why? why aren't you doing something? And then Elmer stopped what he was doing and took on Coral. Uh, he shot Coral in the head with a 22. Coral didn't die immediately. <laughs> Apparently the bullet didn't go all the way through, but he eventually died. Um, the police were called out when the police got there that's when they started figuring all this shit out. Now, the most fascinating thing about this, I interviewed a police a police officer who is now kind of the custodial of all those records and still deals with the uh, with this. Because, you know, it's 2023. People still call about, oh, I know where bodies are here oh, i mean like no joke when i published the show and i published the article i had someone out in detroit contacting me saying that they lived in houston and they knew where there was more bodies and all this other stuff and i had to call the police and pass it on to them but anyway long story short that's neither here nor there but uh in talking to texas equisearch and the officer um what ends up happening is that uh, Elmer is the only one who's still alive. 
Brooks died a few years back in prison due to COVID. Mm. Coral never saw a courtroom because, of course, Elmer shot him. But Elmer was was basically serving 900 consecutive years for his. But I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, There was recently, about a year ago, talks about maybe releasing Elmer on a compassionate release Mm -hmm. because Elmer has terminal cancer. And so he's not going to live. So they were thought about releasing him. But Elmer apparently was working with police officers to still identify where bodies still might be. The issue is, this is 50 years later, a lot of things have changed in 50 years. You know, so landscapes aren't the same. Buildings are all up. Would that man be be able to recognize what what a landscape was back then compared to what it is now i don't know but uh that was the last i heard about that and that was the last i have followed up with the police officers in the texas equa search where they were talking to him about possibly trying to find others because he claimed that he knew that there are still others out there um so but coral liked teenage boys and did Horrible things to him. The reason I think you don't see a whole lot of documentaries on him is because of his tactics. It was mostly raping boys, hooking them up to the torture board, running electricity through them and and things like that, which, you know, you hear about all these other things. They're pretty disturbing, but I think it just becomes a whole other game when it's kids, you know, Um, and talking to the officers, I was like, you know, so the now. And now and back then, is this something that could still happen? And the officer was like, no, uh, the technology has gotten a lot better. He said back then in the 70s, kids were running away. Uh, police departments didn't talk to each other. So people, parents would call in saying, hey, my child's missing. And the police officers would say, hey, you know, uh, you know, your child just ran away. They'll be back. You know, because that was just something that I guess kids were doing back then. No one was ever talking to each other. No one put two and two together. And this is why Coral was able to get away with this for so long mm-hmm. um, and have so many victims. But, yeah, that's my little insight into that. I've kind of become my own little expert on this particular <laughs> psychopath. Um, but, yeah, that is Candyman or the Houston Mass Murderer or the uh, basically the... Um, uh dean coral murders there <laughs> mm-hmm. so anyway it took way too long explaining that no that was yeah. an interesting story though i try roxy i just <laughs> do what i can to entertain you so number four is the phantom killer so the phantom killer is uh, has five victims confirmed and he was active only in the year of 1946. Um, as the name implies, the Phantom Killer identify identity still remains a mystery. However, this infamous masked man killed at least five and injured uh, three others in 1946, dubbed the Texarkanian Moonlight Murderers. Murders, sorry. Texarkinian Moonlight Murders. 
this killing spree involves shooting attacks on couples late at night in their vehicles. That sounds familiar. That seems like a lot of different things. So random, no one knows who it is, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this just looks like a bad redneck picture. But this one yeah. it has an interesting um interesting title here. The broomstick killer. So I'm assuming this man just killed broomsticks, you know? <laughs> With a broomstick. Yeah, maybe. Uh okay, so homeboy, uh Kenneth McDuff was his name or is his name. Uh, he was he had nine confirmed kills. He was active in 1966, then again in 1991, and then again in 1992. So he had some he had some breaks, gave himself a bit of a vacation. <laughs> uh, McDuff was sentenced to death row, not once, but twice. This Texas serial killer is known for the rape and brutal murder of Enid. So, um, yeah, Enid or Ada. That could be either one. Sullivan. He Edna. Broke, Edna. My fault. I'm a moron. Edna Sullivan. He broke her neck using a broomstick. He was sentenced to death in 1968. However, the death penalty was overturned in 1972, causing his sentence to be commuted to life. Then overcrowding in the prisons allowed for his release. Oh, my God. Oh, God. This led to the death of at least six more young well, women. Yeah. And the capital murder conviction that got his him uh, his second death penalty. He died in 1998 by lethal injection. Oh, well, good. But they should have done that the first time. Would have saved six young lives gonna say that sounds like a massive fuck up on the texas penal code there not to say that I we swear. have the greatest but i'm surprised they let him go there uh, are just certain crimes that you should not be able to be let out on bond or released when there's overcrowding well you know the weird like, thing is we execute everybody i don't know why the fuck they just didn't execute him the first round i we have a it. huh I said, I have a theory, but we're not going to get political on here. Well, the theory <laughs> is that not much. I mean, they overturned it in you know, 1970s. Stupid. Yeah. Like, he's like, why would you let a murderer go? I don't understand this. Hmm. I don't know. But number six has a very kind of interesting name here. The Sunday Morning Slasher. It almost sounds like Tuesdays with Maury. <laughs> Right, it does. It sounds it does. so soothing. Tuesday murders with Mo murders with Maury. <laughs> <laughs> murders by Roxy. <laughs> I like the sound of that one. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> All right, number of victims. Oh, well, he's. I mean, still. Right now, uh, I think Coral's in the lead with 28. Not that I'm keeping tally here. Number of victims, 14 confirmed. 100 suspected. A busy fucker. Uh, wow. Years active, 1974 through 1982. How the fuck did we live through the 70s, Roxy? Everyone was getting murdered. <laughs> well, um, I was not born yet. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't born until... Like a year before this one was done murdering people. Mm -hmm. 
I was <laughs> I was born in 75, so I made it for quite a few of these fools. Uh, Carl Eugene Watts. Oh, I remember this fool. Uh, eluded law enforcement for eight years before being caught and convicted for the murder murders of over a dozen Texas women and two Michigan women by means of stabbing, drowning, strangling, and bludgeoning. Wow, oh, homeboy was fucking angry. Um, yeah, this, for real. This Texan claims to have killed many more. His serial num his serial murders had only one thing in common. All of his victims were white women who believed had evil uh, who he believed had evil eyes. He served a life sentence and died of cancer in two thousand seven. So basically, they're white with evil eyes, and he killed them all. Interesting. Sounds like we may have to look a little bit more into Mr. Watts here. Right. Hmm. Now, I'm not familiar with this place in Texas. Roxy, tell me, are you familiar with this? Elmdorf? No. Elmendorf? No, I am not. The Butcher of Elmendorf. Oh, my God. Fucker only had two victims and you're calling him a butcher oh well okay number of victims to confirm 20 suspected uh years active was in the 1930s joseph ball was known as the alligator man <laughs> as the story goes this south texas serial killer was a tavern owner who romanced his victims before killing them and feeding them to his pet alligators, which he kept in a pond behind the bar. Interesting. Ooh. Oh, look, so good. That's a thing. That's is a legit, I need to get an alligator pond. That is a legit picture of this man feeding his alligators. Uh huh. Wow. And they and I'd just, be damned if I'm surrounded by that many alligators. And look at look at how obedient they are. They look like little dogs. Like he's giving yeah. them, well, I mean, they're not little and they're not dogs, but he looks like he's giving them treats and they're just there waiting for treats. Yep. Fuck. So he fed women to his alligators. That's fucked up. Wow. Now that, my friend, is something we will be looking into. Ah, uh, yes, I remember this guy. I remember him. Do you remember him? The railroad killer? Ah, uh, it sounds vaguely familiar. He's one of the very few Mexicano killers. <laughs> he, okay, anyway. Uh, number of victims, 15 confirmed, 23 suspected, active from 1980 to 1990s. Wow, he really went at it for a while. Angel... Resendez, dubbed the railroad killer, illegally traveled across the country by rail. He picked his victims at random, varying in age and sexual orientation. Right before his capture in 1999, this Mexican-born serial killer landed on the FBI's most wanted fugitive list. Once captured, he was sentenced to death and died by lethal injection in 2006. I remember him. I definitely remember him. And I remember this psychopath too, the angel of death. Number nine. Now I have uh, 
there's a show on this. We did a show on her about a year ago. Uh, the Angel of Death happened in here in Texas, of course. It was a woman. It was a female killer. And she got away with it for a long time. And I will never stop saying this because of these assholes. A hospital in Bear Baxter destroyed evidence that could have got her arrested a lot sooner. Uh, let me tell you what she was doing. You ready for what this? She, what she was doing. She was killing babies. Oh, what? Yeah, no joke. She was injecting babies with a uh, with a drug in the hospital because she was an LVN and she was killing babies. She was forcing them into cardiac arrest or just to stop breathing. Oh, my God. She only got convicted of three confirmed, although it is suspected that she killed 60 of them. Oh, years. my goodness. Yeah. Years active, 1977 through 1982. Jean Jones was a nurse. Oh, see, I was just a baby myself. I'm yep. lucky I wasn't one of them. She, she was an LVN in the pediatric ICU of uh, Baxter County Hospital. During that's in San Antonio, if anyone's curious, during her tenure, yeah. Bear, on, County. Bear County, Bear, B E X A R, Bear, Baxter, Bear uh, County Hospital, during her tenure, an unprecedented number of children started to die. Instead of investigating, the hospital merely asked its licensed vocational nurses, the LVNs, to resign allowing Jones to move to a different medical facility Mm-mm-mm. and continue her killing. It is suspected that she injected 60 children with, uh, I cannot pronounce this particular medication. It is diloxygen, dioxin, dioxin heparin, and so what is that one you're better with the drugs than i am (laughs) (laughs) hold on (laughs) i actually can't pronounce that one S-U-C-C-L-Y-L-N-Y-L-C-H-O-L-I. i'm probably saying that all kinds of wrong Suck Neil Klein. Yeah, whatever. Good enough <laughs> to create a medical crisis and then be seen as their savior. She is now serving a life sentence. Now, homegirl, let me tell you a little bit more about this situation. Okay, tell me about homegirl. Um, this twat was killing babies obviously and she got obviously the nickname the angel of death um her shift was known as the death shift whenever she was working because they knew something was wrong they didn't know what it was she was taking syringes going into the medicine cabinets and uh withdrawing the drugs and then no one ever noticed because she was filling it back with injecting water back into it. So it made it look like the levels were never going down and who was looking for a needle puncture. Nobody. Mm. Uh, And then she was injecting the children, killing the children, all this other stuff. Uh, She, because the hospital 
was being a little bitch and nothing really happened to them so that fucking hospital system is a piece of shit and needs to always be reminded that's a piece of shit um they Uh released the lvns replacing the neonatal ward with nothing but rns and saying if the lvns left quietly they would give them good references and then they destroyed the documents of the babies that had died wow they willfully destroyed it and so she ended up in a smaller hospital and the issue there well her issue was that she was still trying to kill and it was a small small county hospital only two people had keys to the medicine cabinet and it was her and the doctor the doctor discovered what she was doing through a puncture mark and called the cops and that was that they only successfully got her on three confirmed wow just three just three it's a horrible situation she was a total twat still she's a twat that hospital system's a twat and you know i i just cannot say twat enough to describe this situation. Yeah, the whole situation. And, and in all honesty, the CEOs who allowed that to happen should also be in prison right along with her. Yeah. You know, they are just as responsible. They destroyed evidence, they covered up murders. They mm-hmm. should seriously be in prison because of that. Uh number 10, our final one. Are you ready for our final one? I'm ready. William Lewis Reese. I know this dipshit. Are you familiar with him? No. All right, here we go. Uh, a number of victims for he was active in 1997 in the 70s and the 80s. The Texas Killing Fields was a play. Have you seen the Texas Killing Field documentaries? No, but I've heard about this. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that I was dating briefly. Um he, he murdered some back. people and left them there? No, like he told me about it because like we were passing it one day on the way to his house and he was like, oh, have you heard about this place? And I was like, no. And then he kind of told me the story and I was like, what? No shit. And then I know there's a series. I know there's something on Netflix about it, but I haven't watched it yet. There sure. Now, with your fondness for felons, are you sure he wasn't trying to get you into the field or... <laughs> Like, hey, I have a really cool spot I'd like to show right. in this empty fucking field. In these fields, let me go show you. Let me give you a little history before we <laughs> a little walk, a little moonlit walk, Roxy. Oh my gosh! Don't worry, I'll protect you. I have this knife here. Right, it's for our protection. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. You kill me, Roxy. <laughs> you kill me on so many levels. <laughs> oh my god. Apparently uh, I'm almost killing myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't gonna say too much there. <laughs> uh so in the 70s, 80s, the Texas Killing Fields was a place where people went missing, no shit, and bodies were found. Many of these murder cases remain unsolved to this day. Yep. As <laughs> area developed the deaths diminished however in 1997 three more bodies appeared it was not until nine not until 2015 that the killer was found 
while serving a kidnapping sentence, Reese's DNA linked uh, him to the cold case murder of an Oklahoma teenager. He later confessed to murdering three more women that um, that's uh, that same summer in Texas. He was sentenced to death in Oklahoma in 2021 and sentenced to life in prison in Texas in 2022. Mm -mm. Here you go. Wow. I bet you learned a lot. Wow, I did. Wow. I got new wrinkles in my brain. I bet. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, any of those stand out to you there? Just that Candyman one, because mm-hmm. it reminds me of the movie. Yeah, it's one of it's not that I should say one of my favorites. It is one of my favorites only because of my connection to it through my dad. And then the other thing is like when I did the story, I went out to some of the locations to try to get like pictures of what it looks like nowadays. And I ended up talking to a few of the neighborhood people who may have been around during that time, but they weren't. So that was kind of fun. I went uh, actually, so me and you will have to take a drive by it. Uh, Heights and 11th is where he used to pick them up at a gas station too. It was one of the main oh. places. Um, and some of these dumbasses would willingly get no shit. He would like convince, I don't know how stupid they were, convince them to put on handcuffs and get into the trunk of his Corvette. What? Yeah, like that. That's no shit. Like, if anyone tells you, "Hey, Roxy, that's me," and you take a trip, but in order to take a trip with me, you know, we're gonna go get tacos. But before we do that, I need you to put these handcuffs on and get in the back of my Jeep. But I want you to keep in mind, Roxy, it's tacos. <laughs> Show me the tacos first. <laughs> we're, we're gonna drive to the tacos. No, Roxy. no. Tacos first. No, I just well, you know, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you get in the back of my Jeep and put these handcuffs on? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get tacos. <laughs> no, no, no. Tacos first, or I'm not or, or I'm not going. <laughs> okay, let, well, let's all right. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Put these handcuffs on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Every response Roxy is giving is the right fucking response to that situation. <laughs> no one. In I'm no mind, idiot. Tacos first. No. Like, <laughs> no one in their right fucking mind should be like, okay, yeah, no let's go. Fuck yeah, yeah, let's do this. I'll that sounds, you know what? That sounds like a great deal. Let's mm-hmm. go. Yep. Let's <laughs> fucking do this. Fuck <laughs> I'll just willfully put them on and get into the back of your fucking mm-hmm. truck. I'm, yeah. ask, I'm basically asking to be killed at that point. I'm just For like, real. please kill me. You know, just please. Just why? Why? You know, it's mind boggling. So that's one of my favorites because I've I've done so much looking into it and, um, you know, talking to my dad about it and all that other good stuff. And then talking about the, to the police officers in Texas EquiSearch, who, by the way, if you're not familiar with Texas EquiSearch, um, not that I normally do plugs for anybody, but Texas EquiSearch is an amazing organization and they're nationally known. Uh, when someone goes missing, they will go out and start searching. Like they are mm-hmm. a blessing to have here in Texas. And they've led searches 
all across the nation. Uh, it's a nonprofit, and they do an extremely valuable service, and they are wonderful people to talk to. Um, I am very, very pleased to have talked to them at some point in my career, and I hope to continue to be able to talk to them. Uh, but anyway, nonetheless, that Texas EquiSearch, um, super, super valuable. Cannot stress that enough. But being able to talk to them and all that about this particular thing was just, you know, uh, an amazing thing for me. But some of these other murderers, I swear, you know, that angel of death really fucked me up. Yeah, like killing babies, like, like, dang, like that's you know, really some evil shit. Like these like, are pure, exactly. like innocent beings here that were just brought into this world, and mm-hmm. here you are with your evil ass. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Like, yeah. I don't- I don't, I don't get, get it. it either. I don't get it either. I don't know what the like fuck they, they were defenseless little babies. They couldn't mm-hmm. even fight if they wanted to. Like, I don't get it. I, yeah. I really don't. No, it's a horrible that, thing. That pisses me off so much. Like, just because I don't want kids and I really don't care about, like, kids kind of give me the ick. But, like, I still care about, like, kids. Like, I still like kids. I still care about them. I don't want any harm to come to them. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, like, <laughs> I, it. I mean, I get it. I'm not a fan of always being around kids. Like, I know I went to a restaurant once and they were going to sit us next to this table as a family with. I'm like, kids. absolutely not. No, like, no, no. Could, could we have this table instead? But you're going to be right by the door in the cold. Can we fucking have this? That's fine. I'll freeze my balls off. I don't want to deal with kids. You know, <laughs> like, that, that's okay with me. You know, uh, there are very few kids I will tolerate in this world. My baby niece, love her to death, the only one I will tolerate, only because she's a little sadistic like me. Uh, <laughs> it's so cute. Like, we went out for my nephew's birthday, and I'm sitting across from her, and I'm, you know, she's six. I'm just tormenting her. You know, it, it, I can't remember. I had told her, you know, if you eat your food, I'll... I can't remember what I was trying to bribe her with, but I was trying to get her to eat her food. And she looked at me really mean. She's like, no. And then I looked at her and I started to do this crying thing, you know, and I'm good at it because, you know, I was an actor and even my sister was like, are you crying? I was like, no, (laughs) but I'm over there doing the crying thing. And as I'm doing it, I'm watching her and I kid you not, like behind her hair, like, you know, her hair was up to the front. I could see her eyes and she's smiling because she thinks she's making me cry. Like, <laughs> you, My girl. <laughs> it was like, hmm, I have a co-host like you. <laughs> oh, that's too oh, funny. Yeah. And she was just smiling and smiling. I was like, hey, oh, like me. <laughs> I was like, oh, what a meanie she was. But She's yeah. Just like me. So that was just like. <laughs> but yes, there are all these kind of interesting stories out there in Texas. And, you know, but again, you know, again, she was horrible. Like, I, I can't imagine anything like. I love my niece. I, you know, I don't love any other kids, but, you know, I love my niece. <laughs> other kids but i don't want to see anything bad happen to them either that that's just horrific and yeah um, you know just twat twat's the only word i can think of when i think of her in that uh bear county hospital system yeah. Yeah. yeah 
did so Candyman stuck out stuck out for you anyone else who like kind of neat nifty neato mm, not really nifty or neato mm. but <laughs> some of those we're gonna have to do some follow-ups on like i'm gonna follow up on this alligator guy you know feeding his girlfriends to alligators yeah okay that one was kind of nifty neato actually I was like huh I, I understand. I get your feelings, sir. I understand, but you don't do <laughs> that type of thing, <laughs> right? We all dream it, <laughs> but you don't get to put it in action, right? That's just a that's a that's like a fantasy. <laughs> yeah, like you don't actually feed your women to alligators. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No matter how much they. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But out there in listener land, maybe you've heard of a Texas serial killer that we should have looked into or maybe uh, mentioned. And maybe you have your own list of serial killers. Maybe you have a Detroit serial killer list. Maybe you have a Washington State serial killer list. Uh, Let us know. Email us here to the VCR show. And that's going to be the VCR show at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on our social medias at Insta and Twitter at the VCR show. We'll pause here. I hear it too. Are you heard it over here? Yeah, it sounds like banging or some sort. Yeah. It's not outside your house though, right? It sounds I like I think it's it was from- Gizmo. Oh, he laughed. He was sneezing. Oh, okay. I can't tell though. That's why I was looking. Like, what the I thought it was banging. I was like, I thought so too. I thought it was outside. I was like, the fuck. And then I was like, no, that's inside. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) The ghosties. It could be moving your furniture around. <clears throat> uh so i read to the instagram and twitter you were doing the email i think yeah no i did email so count of three one you can also check out our website at thevcrshow.com. And if you, for any reason, would love to be one of Roxy's victims and let her feed you to an alligator, uh, you can do such at her social medias because she is just so lovely and beautiful. It's like you would just let her let you fall <laughs> into that. Oh, my God, this is so soothing, you know, type of shit. <laughs> Uh, I personally would not because I work with it too much. (laughs) (laughs) And I know all about that attitude. But But in the event that you want to be one of her said victims, you can follow her at her social medias, which are. On Facebook at Roxy Perez Curvy Model. On Instagram at PopRocks428. And on TikTok at the Pop Rocks. And Pop Rocks is spelled P-O-P-R-O-X-X. And as always, I'm Vada. And this is Roxy. And you are listening to VCR. Bye. Bye-bye.